And frankly said, that approach will not give you international and sustainable growth. Because that will not improve the communication within your organization. It will not secure smoother implementations of processes. And it also will not secure higher performing teams. And if you're wondering why not, well, let me start by saying that that is not how global economy works. Welcome to a new episode of the Cross-Cultural and International Business Podcast. My name is Coco Hofs, I'm your host, and today we're diving into a topic that let's say is close to home for me. What do you need to know when working with the Dutch? And more specifically, the five key successes that you need to know in order to be successful and understand the Dutch business and working culture. As someone who has experienced and worked with cross-cultural dynamics from all over the world, both in my role as a security manager for the H&M Group, or currently working with global and international businesses from all over the world, But this topic is close to home because I am coming from the land of tulips and windmills. I am Dutch. The good thing is that with my experience, I have made all the available mistakes out there to make when working, for example, in my time in Singapore, in Japan, or in Chile. While I'm recording this, I am sitting in my office space in Lima, overlooking the Pacific Ocean. And why is this relevant? Well, I want to apologize in advance for the potential background noise that you might hear. I'm currently in a very vibrant part of the city of Lima. You might hear uh, car alarms on the backgrounds, street dogs, cars, horning. I will do my absolute best to edit all of that out afterwards. But if I fail, and I can tell you that that is a very likely scenario, I apologize in advance. I'm super excited for this episode because not so long time ago, I have been a guest uh, and I was interviewed on someone else's podcast, which was all about working with the Dutch. And the responses and the questions that followed that episode made it super clear to me that learning more about working with the Dutch culture is something that I would say is an interest to many. It's clear that the Dutch culture manifests itself in the workplace and it's not that easy to navigate through for internationals. So I'm super happy to record this episode for you when you want to learn more about working with and maybe in the Dutch culture and to share insights that will help you understand and how to navigate through this unique one-of-a-kind culture. At the end of the episode, you can expect that you have learned the five, I will call them cultural treasures that will support you in this navigation process, help you and support you navigate that unique Dutch culture. 
But before I dive in, I want to place two disclaimers. And I hate it, and that's a big word, but uh, it's true. I hate it when other podcast hosts do this because for me, it always feels a bit that whatever follows after that disclaimer has all the potential to be a lie. You might recognize that. But I'm also convinced that that is my Dutch background talking. So the first disclaimer before we dive in is that for the purpose of this episode, I generalize the Dutch culture as one. Every individual is unique and you might be Dutch and you feel that you have a different preferences compared to how I will state certain things in today's episode. And that's perfectly possible. However, in the data that I'm using as a cross-cultural expert, that data helps me, but also you, to clarify the analysis of cultural groups and not individuals. So when I'm comparing cultures, I'm comparing, let's say, apples with apples, groups with groups. So when you feel, I don't relate to the cultural comparison that you're making, you are at that point comparing groups with individuals. Let's say the individual is a pineapple. So you're comparing apples with pineapples. So when you feel, oh, but you know, the Dutch people that I have met are nothing like that. Or maybe I'm Dutch and I don't identify at all with what you're saying. At that point, you need to be aware that you are comparing apples with pineapples and not apples with apples. The second disclaimer of this episode is that I refer to the Dutch might come across to you as X, Y, Z. That is called cultural perception. So how you perceive someone from another culture, whether if you're Dutch or you're not, and how that person perceives you, that depends on your individual cultural background, where you grew up. So keep in mind that when I refer to a certain cultural perception and you don't relate at all, or you feel super different, that depends on where you come from. And now that we are aware of the disclaimers that I hope you agree are relevant for the purpose of this episode, I want to dive right in into the five things you need to know when working with a Dutch. Let's dive into the first cultural treasure. I don't think this is going to be a surprise. Their direct communication. If you're currently working with the Dutch or if you're working in and within the Netherlands, but even if you are Dutch, this might, this is going to be an interesting for you. You probably recognize this, the Dutch directness because the entire world knows. If you're used to, or you prefer, let's say, to dance around sensitive topics, then the Dutch directness, that approach, you might find a bit of a shocker. The Dutch are known for their straightforwardness. The truth is that has a trait that carries over in the workplace and in international business. When a Dutch will tell you something, you can usually take that at face value 
because the Dutch, they appreciate clear, concise and explicit communication. That also means that you might perceive that as, you know, that there's no space for small talk, that, you know, a Dutch wants to come right down to business, no chit chats, and that might make you feel unseen or that it doesn't really matter how how much value you have to bring to the conversation or to the discussion, or that it doesn't really matter who you are as a person, but that it's only about the outcome of the conversation. And if you recognize that, if you relate to, you know, that perception, I do hear you and I do understand why you feel like you feel. That means that you come from a less direct communication culture. You come from a more high context communication culture. Your preferred way of communicating is probably more that, you know, also messages land in between the lines. That it's also important that in conversations, in communication, you have to listen to all the things that are not said. Um, that compared to the Dutch way is different. The Dutch are very explicit communicators. They are very low context communicators. That means that in a conversation or in a communication setting, they believe that they are responsible of providing the entire context to you. And that applies in more or less all type of communication. So whether if that's a presentation or an evaluation talk, or even communicating about how the summer holidays has been, words stand on its own. The Dutch prefer explicit communication. So they will probably tell you what they're going to tell you. Then they will actually tell you. They will repeat what they just told you. And they're super happy to answer questions afterwards. Clarity in communication is extremely important. So how come or why is it that they're so perceived as extremely direct? So when it's about feedback and they want to tell you something that was not so good about, let's say, your performance, or maybe you have sent a document in order for a Dutch person to revise it, and you asked for feedback, or maybe, and this is also very likely, you have sent over a document to a Dutch person, you have not asked for their feedback, but you got it anyway. They just give you direct to the point feedback. And what is important to understand is that the Dutch culture is very comfortable with direct negative feedback. They really see that as a gift. And I know that that might sound cliche for you. And if I am in Latin America and I say, you know, the Dutch really receive feedback as a gift, they, they, they're shocked really. But it's the truth. Feedback for a Dutch is meant for you to learn and for the same situation, let's say to prevent the same situation from happening again. So whether it was a presentation that you sent through or something that you have said, they want you to learn. Is it personal? Absolutely not. Does it feel personal to you? Might be. It's likely, depending on your cultural background, that it feels personal. But please know that it's never to hurt you. It's not 
them breaking you down into a million pieces in order for them to feel better. It's not arrogance. It's the way they are brought up. It's the way that Dutch value their feedback, how they believe constructive feedback should be. And what they find constructive, but a Dutch person, an average Dutch person, and again, as a cultural nation, they appreciate direct negative feedback. That message stands on its own and should not be wrapped, for example, in compliments. Because for a Dutch perception, when you wrap a negative message in compliments, it's considered to be confusing. If you're listening to this and you're an American, and you might have learned in your upbringing that every negative comes with three positives, you might want to adapt that style when giving feedback to a Dutch. Because the way that they give feedback is also the way that they prefer to receive it. When you're telling them X, Y, Z hasn't been as it should be, or I recommend you to consider a change in topic X, Y, Z, that's probably not direct enough for a Dutch. So you want to make that message more direct. And that might feel like a very, very, very big leap for you to take. I recommend you to embrace that directness and get ready to speak your mind. Embrace the fact that they appreciate you speaking your mind. And that brings us to the second cultural treasure. The second thing you need to know when working and doing business with the Dutch. This is actually one of my favorites. Because regardless of our cultural background, mine, yours, the Dutch, we all agree that in order to do business with a stranger, whether is that if that's your new colleague that are, is recently hired or someone that you recently got to know, um, someone, uh, a new business partner or new key account manager that you're dealing with. So in order to do business with a stranger, you need to be able to trust. Trust is extremely important. But when it comes to building trust in the Dutch workplace, it's all about proving yourself through actions. The Dutch don't need to invest a lot in the human relationship in order to trust you at work. So let me provide a bit of context here for you. When we look at trust, in my work, for example, with my clients, I separate emotional trust from cognitive trust. Emotional trust is what I refer to as trust from the heart. You are my best friend. I trust you. Cognitive trust, however, is trust from the brain. I have seen that you always meet your deadlines. You show up on time. You're reliable in your business actions. I trust you. How trust is built differs across the globe. In the Netherlands, we tend to separate emotional trust from cognitive trust, where emotional trust is more used at home, where cognitive trust is used in the workplace key factor when doing business internationally and cross-culturally is that in 
other cultures other than the Netherlands, you know, cognitive trust and emotional trust is much more woven into each other. The Dutch have this super clear separation between those two types of trust. So they are not so impressed by titles, flashy presentations, or your career background, or all the great, great achievements, or all the, you know, big names that you worked with in the past. They are impressed by what you bring to the table today. But they also trust on the fact that if you are hired for a certain position, or you're currently in a certain role, whether that's a colleague setting or a business relationships, they trust that you are in that role, you're holding that position because you are the best person for that role and you deliver accordingly. In order for a Dutch to have trust in the workplace, the human relationship is less important and less interesting. So don't get me wrong, every human being, regardless of cultural background, is interested in the human relationship. But what is different is the quantity of time that you're willing to invest in that relationship in order to trust someone. And that time in the Netherlands is very limited. So if you want to earn the trust of a Dutch, whether again, if that's a colleague, a business partner, you want to focus on delivering what you promise and showcasing your skills and results. Because if you have demonstrated your reliability, you will find that that trust naturally follows. And I understand as hard as that may sound, but try to embrace that this is not something personal. This has nothing to do with who you are as a human being. They simply don't need to get to know you on that level that you might feel is needed for you in order to trust them. They trust that you're there to deliver the results that are needed. And they don't need that quantity of time to invest in that relationship in order to trust you. And that brings us then to cultural treasure number three. I think if you're working with a Dutch and if you're uh, living and working in the Netherlands, you will recognize this immediately. It's their super egalitarian way of leading, their flat organizational structure. They have a low level of hierarchy. Unlike of some other cultures, the Dutch really believe that treating everyone as equal is the way to go. They don't really refer or defer to authority. And as a Dutch myself, growing up in the Netherlands, I can tell you that this starts at a very early age, where in school, the teacher is more of a facilitator for the kids to learn, you know, to engage the conversation and then for the students to follow their own path. As a Dutch kid, you learn to question with respect, but you learn to question ideas and concepts that are presented to you. In the workplace, that manifests by ideas 
coming from anyone, regardless of your position or where in the hierarchy in the company you are based, or regardless of your role when it comes to stakeholder management, everyone's ideas are valued. If your, let's say, business success depends on your interaction on, you know, a Dutch operation, whether if it's in project management or you're in a headquarter role and you have your business established in the Netherlands, or again, if you're an expat and you're living in the Netherlands, you really want to embrace the fact that in the Dutch culture, everyone's initiatives and everyone's ideas and everyone's proposals are appreciated. So with that being said, a Dutch manager, a Dutch leader, someone leading a team will not lead and manage a team with a lot of authority. And if you're listening and you have a Dutch manager, I understand that that might that might be complicated for you or that might be a struggle because you know let's be honest if you're used to or your preferred you know way of leading or being led is with more hierarchy and with more power so knowing that the dutch do not really appreciate authority a dutch leader or a dutch manager as i said will probably not lead with authority So the power distance, how we refer to power in the Dutch culture is very low. So if you find yourself in a Dutch environment, or if you find yourself working with the Dutch, you know, don't be shy of sharing your thoughts and opinions. And obviously I already said that, but do it with respect. I also know that it's not easy for everyone. And that is because you're probably coming from a cultural background where more hierarchy or more distance between authority figures and others is more common and maybe also more preferred. For those, it might feel that, you know, it's a bit of a jungle where there's no clear boss in the meeting room or where there's no clear hierarchy in when it comes to how decisions are set. It might feel like a bunch of dogs off the leash. It might look like your manager or your Dutch counterpart is unable to take control on this jungle. (laughs) But keep in mind and embrace that that's the egalitarian way of working, which is very deeply rooted uh, in the Dutch culture. And now that I'm recording this and I'm thinking of your cultural perception working in the Netherlands, and I'm thinking, I'm picturing these discussions on these meeting rooms where, where, you know, everyone talks at the same time and there's, there, the Dutch are super uncomfortable with silence. No, but I, that's for another topic. If you recognize that, know that I see you without further ado. I want to move on to treasure number four, which is the level of comfort with confrontation. Not many know this, but you know, the Dutch are relatively comfortable with confrontation. Not, it's not a culture in the world that is the most comfortable with confrontation. Let me start by saying that 
confrontation might sound like something negative, like a negative thing. But in the Dutch context, it's context, sorry about that. It's actually a way to address issues head on and to find solutions. So for the Dutch, it's, it's very common to confront or to bring something to the table, to initiate a discussion, because the Dutch believe that, you know, from, from a good discussion, the results will benefit. If you feel that you're very much into avoiding conflicts, this might take a bit of time for you. If you're very much into avoiding conflicts, it might also feel that they're constantly questioning uh, your the processes, but also you might feel personally questioned. You might feel that they're questioning your line of thoughts because they're not convinced. But remember, when a Dutch person addresses a problem directly, it's not a personal attack. It's always about finding the opportunity to work together and to improve the situation and the outcome. As a Dutch operating in Latin America very often, I find myself relatively comfortable with confrontation. Thinking, you know, when I'm in a meeting room with people from different cultural backgrounds, you know, I find myself thinking like, oh God, you know, we're discussing this topic. I don't feel that everyone is really, you know, equally engaged in the discussion. I can see all these potential things from going wrong or heading in the wrong direction. And then I also find myself thinking, yeah, if I don't speak up, no one will. And then we will find ourselves in the exact same setting, going all over this again, trying to solve what, in my humble opinion, could be tackled in the here and now. So, so that's for you to, to get a bit of an understanding of the Dutch perception. Having good and healthy discussions or debates, it's part of the Dutch way of working because they believe that it will not harm the relationship. So if you're working with the Dutch, you know, see this as an invitation to initiate the discussion or to embrace the discussion, but first of all, to participate in the discussion. And I feel that I'm repeating myself, but most probably I am repeating myself because we already learned today that the Dutch are low context communicators. So I told you what I was going to tell you. I told you, and then I will repeat myself of what I just told you. So yes, I'm repeating myself. Participating in the discussion might feel as a stretch for you. And depending on your cultural background, that stretch is more of a stretch than for someone else. We already took the segue of me and the perception that I'm having when I, as a Dutch, I'm participating in a meeting in Latin America. And I hope that that segue or that example has triggered you to also become aware of the fact that how your cultural background is perceived in the Netherlands. Because of course, this episode is about the five things you as a business professional need to know when working with the Dutch, but being aware of how you come across is as relevant as the other way around, which then brings us to treasure number five. And that is, it's not you, 
it's not them. It's the gap in between the two cultures that matters. That I call cultural perception. How do we come across and how do we influence each other? And in order to explain to you what cultural perception is and how it works and how it then impacts you and your business, I'm gonna use the example of trust building. And I'm using this example because it's an example that speaks to many, because regardless of your cultural background, you can relate to trust because trust feels the same for everyone. It's just the way that we get there is different. Emotional trust from the heart, cognitive trust through actions and results. We know now we have learned that the Dutch are very much on the task-based trust. They want to do business with you because that contract has been signed. Working with companies from all over the world with cross-cultural teams is that countries that have been under the Roman Empire for a longer period of time, in general, tend to build trust more towards the human relationship, rather than through tasks. So those countries, and Belgium is an example, and I'm also going to use Belgium in, uh, for the purpose of this example, is a neighboring country from the Netherlands. Parts speak the same language, but they have a very different way of how trust is built. Belgians are much more you know, focused on the human relationship and much more willing to invest time in that human relationship compared to, for example, the Dutch. I'm using this example for you to learn about what cultural perception is. So imagine a Dutch, someone from Belgium, and a British working in the same team as a project. They all three have a different preferred style or way when it comes to building trust. The Belgium is much more focused on the human relationship. So he or she would prefer to invest more time in getting to know his Dutch and British counterparts. Where we already established that the Dutch are not so much, right? So they just want to get into action. They trust on the fact that those that the two counterparts, the British and the Belgium, are there for a reason. And, you know, getting to know each other and investing a lot of time in that less relevant. Now, the British will find himself in between the Dutch and the Belgium. When that Belgium person looks at the person from the UK, the British, the Belgium will perceive the British colder, less focused on the relationship. The Belgian person will, will feel unseen. But when the British looks at the Dutch, British person will perceive the Dutch as how the Belgium will perceive the British. If then the Dutch and the Belgium are the two of them in a meeting and they will, let's say, gossip about their British colleague, they will have a different perception because the British is willing to invest more time in the relationship compared to the Dutch, but less compared to the Belgium. And that factor, the fact that two cultures can look at one and the same exact culture, but perceive them differently, that, ladies and gentlemen, that is what we call cultural perception. 
two different cultures look at the exact same third culture. In this case, a Belgian, a Dutch, evaluate a British and they perceive the British man differently. So the fifth cultural treasure is that when doing business internationally and when doing business with the Dutch, you need to be aware of your own cultural perception towards the Dutch. Because your cultural background has a significant influence on how you, for example, think a good leader should behave or how business is done across the globe. You really want to be aware of the fact that when you are talking to someone from another cultural background than yourself about the Dutch, you and that person might have a completely different perception because you find the Dutch brutally honest in their feedback, but then you're probably not from Israel because an Israeli will, fi will find the Dutch very refreshingly direct. So I really recommend you, of course, as always, to, you know, investigate some things about the cultures that you're working with, but you can read all those books. You can read all studies. You can watch that TED talk, but all the things that they will tell you will not tell you anything about your personal triggers because you have your own perception and how you want to do that. I'm super happy to think with you. I'm super happy to advise you whether if I can help you or not, but I'm happy to, you know, to guide you on the right direction and why I am so keen on training on cultural perception. So when you do business internationally, you simply cannot know all the ins and outs of every single culture that you work with. And frankly said, that approach will not give you international and sustainable growth. So if you are currently investing time in getting to know all the ins and outs of a certain culture, stop it because that will not improve the communication within your organization. It will not secure smoother implementations of processes, and it also will not secure higher performing teams. And if you're wondering why not, well, let me start by saying that that is not how global economy works. And I do hear you because I do get questions like, you know, Coco, we want to expand internationally. Can you help us with all the need to knows for that country in order for us to have a successful market penetration? And as much as I understand where that, where that question comes from, neither. Because I can, for example, tell you then that Germans appreciate a healthy level of hierarchy, but if you're Dutch, or if you're French, that healthy level of hierarchy has a different meaning. So stop wasting your time because when you master cultural perception, you can apply that knowledge to all elements of your business, whether if it's leading your team more effectively or that market penetration. And you as someone doing business internationally, you know that you need to invest in sustainable solutions for the future. 
I'm sure that you also feel that being international, operating international is part of the fun for you. You also know that you don't need to be an expat in order to be confronted with cultural differences in business. But I also want to highlight what are then the differences between an expat and a non-expat in the international workplace. As an expat, you are 24-7 surrounded with the culture of your host country. And that culture, for example, the Netherlands, does not only impact your business success, but it also impacts your personal well-being. And I dare to say that the impact of cultural differences is bigger because of the fact that they impact you 24-7 professionally in the workplace and in your personal life. If you are an expat living in the Netherlands and these things have resonated with you, let's say that you find yourself currently, you know, trying to groove to the Dutch beat while staying true to your own tune. And as much as you understand that your cultural perception influence how you think about the Dutch, getting the hang of that Dutch culture 24-7, both in work and in private life, that's a whole new level. And I know that you appreciate the quality of life and the work-life balance in the Netherlands. But if you're really honest, you expected more of your expat adventure so far. You expected that you would integrate in local social circles easier. But finding connections with the Dutch people has been hard. And currently you're hanging out with expats only. I totally get you. Because you are not just about the business victories. You also have these ambitions and goals for your personal life. Preferably, you are excelling at your job while feeling high on life. So if you have been nodding along during this episode thinking, oh yes, I recognize all of this, but how to do all of this? Then I want to invite you to Success Beyond Borders. This is an afternoon live event in Amsterdam on the 13th of September that I'm hosting together with Amanda Molinar. And Amanda is a life coach for high achieving expats, people like you. In this afternoon event, I will be your guide on nailing that Dutch culture, teaching you how to navigate through it. Amanda is there for you to teach you all what it takes to become the CEO of your expat life. Amanda and I are joining forces for Success Beyond Borders for you to feel high on life while navigating through the Dutch canals, the Dutch tulip fields, but most of all the Dutch culture. In the show notes of this episode, you will find the link to Success Beyond Borders, where in the frequently asked questions, we have a tip for you on how to convince your employer to cover the cost of your ticket. Visit the link in the show notes for more info to directly lock your spot for the current early bird price of 89 euros. Do you have any questions? If you're wondering if Success Beyond Borders is for you, reach out, send me a message. And remember, conquering your expat life might feel like cracking the ultimate adventure code, but you're not alone. We are here to make sure that your journey is going to be one to enjoy and to be proud of afterwards.
To you, I want to say, I'm looking forward to seeing you on the 13th of September or to hear from you prior. To all Dutchies listening that deal with people from other cultural backgrounds, I want to ask you, take these things into consideration. Try to become a little bit more aware of your cultural background. It's not a Dutch thing that you're not because as I said, a fish cannot see the water that it swims in, but you can become a little bit more aware of the fact that you are that fish and you're invited to have these discussions with your international business partners or to have these conversations with your international colleagues and uh, give each other some slack. Whether if you're that expat or whether if you're a Dutchie or you're coming from anywhere else and doing business with the Netherlands, I'm super curious to hear if you found this episode valuable or not. I'm curious to hear your thoughts uh, and maybe we can have a healthy debate on the things that you are looking forward to hear more from. I can support you in, uh, in your international business journey. I want to thank you for listening. I'm looking forward to hear from you. Do that as how you prefer to do so. But I'm asking you, if you enjoyed this episode, please let me know, but also give provide a review that can be through the five stars on Spotify or on Apple Podcast in Wording. Happy to hear from you. Thanks a lot for listening.